with ease. Miguel Aziz's first goal for Portsmouth. Into the path of Smithrow, into the box. Smithrow scores! A really deserved first goal in Huddersfield Town Colours. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Away From Hail End, and we have quite a few players on loan now. We are back into full swing. Feels like we never even missed a beat. It's really been an incredibly busy offseason for the youngsters. Obviously, we had the European Under-17 Championships where Brooke Norton Cuffey shined. Many, many of our youth represented their international teams in friendlies and in competition it's been a blast to cover all of it, but seriously, we are back into full swing. New season is nearly upon us. We even have a lone player who has featured in his first competitive match on loan. It's just been a lot of fun to watch. And to start it off, Mika Beareth could not be off to a hotter beginning of his career in the Netherlands, in the Dutch League, with RKC Walwick. It has been just honestly stunning to watch. He has picked up right where he left off with the under-23s last season. Just his complete game, exactly how you want to see it. And his performance this week was exactly that. His performance against Zwolle was quite literally world-class. For a player of his age, stepping up to the senior level for the first time, only having played his third game at the senior level at the time of this match, two goals and an assist, just... A little bit of everything was involved in his game in this match, and it was just fabulous. His first goal was lovely from outside the box. The ball fell to him kindly, but still a lot of work to do. And he first time rips it into the far bottom corner, puts it away. Just a lovely, tidy finish, not one that all strikers score at any level, and just showing more of Mika Briareth's game. We haven't seen a lot of goals from him from outside the box, but this just shows that he has things that we haven't even seen yet. There is untapped potential that we have not even covered. I know a lot of you enjoyed my thread on him during this School in July series that I'm putting together, and you know what? There's even more to his game than I realize, and I've learned a lot of that from this match. The next involvement he had was just an awesome assist. He rotated out wide where he feels comfortable in that right wing sometimes. He's happy to go out there to gain possession for his team, provide himself as an outlet to defense, playing long balls out of the back. He receives a long pass, controls it off the bounce, off of his head in front of him in perfect path so he can get to top speed, takes a dribble or two, and puts an inch-perfect cross to his fellow attacker in the box who scores quickly and easily in a 1v1 with the goalkeeper. And I just cannot stress enough how few talents and strikers at this age are able to do what he did on this assist. It was seamless. I mean, I'm not comparing him to any future players because I don't think there's really enough footage of him and enough game time for him to compare him to anyone, but it reminded me of Suarez at Liverpool, this specific play that he made. He brought the ball under control in a wide position, and he could have been a goal threat on his own, or he could have provided an assist, and it was just awesome, awesome to watch. And then the third goal of the match for Walwick was Beareth's second, in which he received the ball on a break in the middle of the park, broke into the box, went right to left foot around the keeper, and left foot put it home. So in this match alone, Mika Briarest scored with both feet and provided a lovely assist and showed his ability to control the ball with different parts of his body. This was the complete game for Mika Briarest. The kind of match we were seeing weekly, especially in the big matches, 
he just is such an amazing talent and clearly such an amazing mentality. He has hit the ground running in his first his first ever season in senior football in a country he is not familiar with. He has hit the ground running, and that is very hard to do at his age. I, I cannot stress that enough. You don't see this a lot. It usually takes lone players a certain amount of time. Credit to Arsenal for getting Biarith out on loan for preseason so he can settle in with the club, he can feel comfortable, he can get to know his teammates, he can learn the position that they're asking him to take up, and it seems like they have all trust in him. He's already taken a penalty for them. He has scored five goals in four preseason matches, and he's not playing the full 90s, keep in mind. He has scored with his right foot, left foot, he has scored with his head, he has scored penalties, and as I mentioned, he had that beautiful assist in this most recent match. Uh, They have a couple of friendlies coming up this week. He's playing Dortmund's second team, and he'll be playing Mönchengladbach, which will be a real test for him. I'm excited to see. The one thing I haven't, he hasn't really been tested yet on is the true physical nature of the senior game. Hasn't had a lot of back-to-goal moments with, you know, defender pushing his back. But if, again, I'll reference my thread on the School in July series, if you saw what he said about how he learned from having to pin, you know, Gabrielle in training with the first team and how different that was, He knows this is not going to be any easy battle, and he's excited about it. He has a lot of interesting things to say about his own progression. And the more and more I'm talking about him now, the more research I've done on him, just kind of looking back at his past season and and watching the highlights over and over again and watching a couple of the complete matches. That City match especially stands out to me as one of Beerus' better performances with the under-23s. He just excites me more and more every week. I, I, I know I'm rambling here, but man... We are very lucky at Hale End right now with the striking talents that we have. And I don't want to stop talking about Beerith, but I know I need to, so I'm going to move on to the next exciting talent, Nikolai Moeller, who, as I mentioned, really wanted to go back to Den Bosch this season. He really wanted to be involved in preseason, settle into a place that he feels comfortable, and it's completely changed the way he's played for them, the way the team has looked already in preseason. He scored in their friendly against Wellowen. It was a header at the far post. You know, he just took a gamble, got there for, you know, a, a nice lofted cross at the back post and headed it home. And if you remember last season, he wasn't taking those gambles. He didn't feel confident. He didn't feel comfortable. He just clearly wasn't sure of his role. And you know what? When you get to be involved in preseason, when you get to understand a manager's philosophy, when you get to understand what your teammates are trying to do, especially as a striker and a poacher, you're going to start scoring more goals, and, and that was exactly what we saw here. Muller also provided an assist in this match, and just all around, if he, the goal contributions come, Nikolai Muller will be an excellent player at the senior level for somebody. Uh, I hope it's at Arsenal. I, I really think he's an incredibly interesting and unique player. Uh, I think this is a huge season for him. I think he could have 20 goal and assists combined numbers easily in this division, And then next year, he probably goes on loan one more time in England to a championship side. And then it's his turn to try and see what he can do at Arsenal. But we're just so blessed with striker talents right now. We have Beerith, Moeller, obviously Balogun now with the senior team, likely looking like he's going to go on loan. It looks like he's going to play the preseason tour with the United States, Balogun, and then go on loan when he gets back. That seems to be the talk of the town. And then obviously we have Therese John-Jules, who I will talk about in more detail later on the podcast, on loan at Ipswich. And, of course, Kayon Edwards, who scored for the under-23s in their friendly this week and will be the main striker. And probably, it's close between him and Beareth, but right now those are the two biggest prospects for striker-wise at the club. But the fact that Moeller or Therese John-Jules might be the 
fifth biggest striking prospect at the club is just an, an insane amount of talent. Arsenal have not always been blessed with this many strikers at once. Yes, we've had players come through the academy who we thought were going to be amazing, who we thought were going to break out and haven't. But these are some very, very specific profiles that are very adaptable to the modern game. Very technically skilled players who have good physical qualities. It is hard to find that combo in the last decade. And now it seems like there's a new generation coming with the Brojas of the world. Obviously the Hollands, who are another step up and already a little bit more advanced. But very, very exciting times. And back to Moeller. Uh, Den Bosch will have a few more friendlies this week um, in the Netherlands. Another player now making his debut uh, in senior football was Ovi Ejahiri, making his first appearance in a friendly uh, for Chelmsford City against Herringy Borough. Sorry if I botched that pronunciation. Uh, you know, these are six division teams. Unfortunately, was unable to watch this match, uh, but Ejahiri did play the first half and he allowed only one goal. You know, as I mentioned on the last episode, kind of an odd situation for Ejahiri going to such a low-level team. We will see how that works out for him. I, I guess there's just, you know, we, we know there's too many goalies right now at Arsenal. There are five goalies on the preseason tour, and Carl Hine isn't even one of them, which is nuts. So there, there's a lot to be figured out here. Um, obviously, I'm going to touch on this a little bit more. There's a lot to be figured out at Hale End with, with the players. And, you know, I'll, ju- I'll just do it now because we, we're already here. The situation with, you know, the likes of Patino, Hutchinson, Flores, Salah Adin, Aziz, Carl Hine, uh, obviously Brooke Norton, Cuffey. I mean, I could go on and on. There are seven or eight players who have the talent to be playing senior football, have played enough at the under-23, now under-21 level that it doesn't really make sense for them to continue playing there. There's some questions to be asked, the fact that none of them were taken for the U.S. tour. I mean... Rule Walters being the only Hale Ender taken for the U.S. tour, I, I wouldn't have gambled on that two weeks ago at a billion to one. Uh, I think Rule Walters is an unbelievable prospect. You know I've been talking about him now for six months since he got the chance with the under-23s when Norton Cuffey and Alabiosu went on loan last year. But the fact that he's the only one that went is a little surprising. Listen, I can understand Norton Cuffey not going. He was with the international side, only just got back. To Colney, he hasn't been training. You know, they don't want to make him travel again. He's a young kid. Totally get it for him. Little surprised, mostly at Patino, Flores, and Hutchinson, that none of them were taken to the United States. And the truth is, I know I've said, I think Hutchinson, of those three, the most likely to go on loan, just because he has the, probably the slightest frame in terms of physicality and probably needs the most time to adapt immediately to senior football. That would be my guess. Just from watching him, he's loose with the first touch once in a while. Again, the guy, the kid's amazing. I'm not, I don't think he is in anything but a top talent. I, I, I'm not trying to be harsh on him in any way. But of those three incredibly huge talents, he'd be the one I think more likely to go on loan. Uh, I think Aziz will go on loan for sure. Uh, it looks like Spain the most likely destination at the moment. I would like to see him in a Bundesliga club. In the Spanish league, there isn't really the position that he plays on most sides just due to the way that league is played. The Bundesliga, a lot of double pivots. Aziz is probably a double pivot 6-8 hybrid. I think that's where he'll succeed the most, where he doesn't have to play too advanced, but doesn't have to be, you know, have the responsibility of a 6. Uh, and then I think Saladin, I think, will go on loan to the Netherlands. He's comfortable there. Arsenal seem really to be happy to send players there. They've already sent three players there on loan this season alone. Uh, and then Norton Cuffey, I don't think goes on loan. Again, if we don't sign a right back, 
I don't think Arteta relies on 17-year-old Rule Walters to be the cover. I think Norton Cuffey and Rule Walters probably are battling for that position, and then in January one of them goes on loan, or, or Walters just plays mostly with the under-21s. But there's also something to be said about sticking with the first team, training with the first team week in and week out, making the equational squad, getting used to the travel of the Premier League, which is a little different, uh, especially when you have Europa League and you're in four competitions. There's something to say about that. Uh, and so I think the likes of Flores, Patino, Norton Cuffey, especially those three, there's more value to them at this point, getting the occasional match in with the first team, training with the first team, and getting used to that lifestyle than maybe going on loan. Again, if it doesn't seem to be working out, you always can send them on in January, give them that six months. That worked with Smith Rowe and Huddersfield. That was a huge step for him. Uh, obviously, last year with Norton Cuffey at Lincoln. So I think that's more likely for those guys. But again, a little bit odd that none of these guys were included in the U.S. tour. Carl Hine as well. Again, I mean, I'd love for Carl Hine to be the third or second goalie. Matt Turner looked a little shaky in that friendly. It's a friendly. It was his first match. I'm not giving him a hard time. But obviously, I don't think that position's automatically his. So I would like to see Carl Hine be the third goalie. But if he's not going to get that chance and Lino doesn't move to Fulham and Runnerson isn't moved on, I mean, there's no way Runnerson makes the Premier League squad or the Europa League squad. But, you know, you can't have Carl Hine just playing with the under-21s. So... There's a lot to be decided still here. I mean, Arsenal were quick to move in the transfer window early on, but there's a lot to be decided. Uh, sorry for the tangent. I was going to get to that anyway, so I didn't waste anyone's time. I just kind of skipped ahead a little bit here in the game plan. But back to our players on loan. Alex Kirk actually made his debut for Iron United in a competitive match, which, you know, that's a tough one. That his first His first senior match was in a Scottish League Cup match in which... I'm not going to lie, Iron United apparently looked terrible uh, on the defensive end. Their own manager, Lee Bullen, had a lot of bad words to say about the performance, saying schoolboy mistakes left and right, an embarrassing uh, defeat. So that that isn't what you want to hear in your first appearance. It was a 3-0 loss. Uh, and as I said, you know, it doesn't seem like it was his best performance. Kind of thrown in there at a three at the back, playing on the right side. Uh, apparently it was lucky not to concede a penalty late in the match when the match was already pretty much over. But... Alex Kirk is going to have some some improving to do. I'm excited to actually get a chance to watch him. I did not get a chance to watch this match. But, you know, at least he got his playing time in. For center backs, especially, you know, if you see in my threads and you see me talking on Twitter, the main thing for them is learning defensive positioning and and learning, you know, how to be rigid to that spot and, and knowing when to gamble. It's all about knowing when to gamble. That's what makes an amazing defender, right? Knowing when to go to ground, knowing how to anticipate what's coming at you, and, you know, if you're going to gamble, having the intelligence or the recovery speed to get back or knowing that you have cover. Uh, And so that's mostly what you have to learn at the senior level. You can get away with it at youth levels because usually if you're on a better side, you're going to be more athletic than most of the players on the other side. You'll be able to get back. They're not going to take all the chances you give them and score, so you don't get punished as much. That's going to be the big thing for Alex Kirk here. He's incredibly talented. Uh, I'm excited to watch him, and, you know, there's no more friendlies here. They're going to have to start getting right into it, so a lot on the line for Alex. Uh, a player who, who was in Scotland last year, uh, and obviously a little bit surprising to me, I, I really thought Hibbs was going to be where he was this year, but is at Stoke now. Harry Clark on loan started and played 60 minutes uh, against Cork City, and he assisted the opening goal. Can't ask for much more. Uh, he did wonderful on this assist. 
He uh, controlled kind of a bouncing ball off of his head, played a lovely one-two with a fellow midfielder, received the ball back on the uh, sort of the sideline at the edge of the box and, and played a nice ball into the back post for his attacker to score. Uh, he can't ask for much more as they went on to win 2-0 in the friendly, and he played the whole game at right back, that whole 60 minutes, and in a fourth the back, keep in mind. And it seems like that's where he wants to play the most. I, I think that's really the only place he's going to be most adaptable. He, he was really lost playing on the left side in terms of defensively. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't win a tackle on that left foot. He didn't feel comfortable getting that left foot in for a tackle. Struggles to dribble on the left foot. He's a player who wants to be wide on the touchline and, and occasionally drive in on that right foot towards the box. But yeah, he's going to be more comfortable on that right side. He's not a center back. We've learned that. He can play on the left side. But if he gets to play the season at right back for Stoke, you know, Arsenal are going to maybe get a decent, you know, coup for him in, in the future, similar to Ballard. Hopefully, you know, a little bit more money. The Ballard situation was, you know, I would have expected a few more million based on how he played. But obviously, they have the sell-on and the buyback clause. I think you'll see something similar with Harry Clark if he can have a good season here on Stoke, and he's off to a great, great start. Uh, and then another great start for Omar Rekik. First match for Sparta Rotterdam. Uh, played 45 minutes and scored a goal. Can't ask for much more than that. Uh, he won a header off of a corner kick and made a real nice header that the goalie made a wonderful save on, uh, but just went right back to Rekik's foot, and he, and he hammered home the rebound to score a goal. And then minutes later, he dribbles at, you know into the attacking third, rips a shot just wide of the far post uh, bottom corner, but excellent contact, excellent strike. And the thing I took away from this game more than anything is how comfortable he is on the ball. And I know we talk about that all the time. That's the reason why he was brought to Hale That's the reason why he's rated as a fairly high center back prospect and has, you know, already played for the Tunisia senior team. He is just so comfortable on the ball. He's comfortable on both sides, you know, mostly played on that left center back side uh, when playing for the under 23s in the last couple of years because he's so two footed. But he got to play on the right side in the defense for this match. And wow, he was just dribbling into the attacking zone. He was finding progressive passes. He was pinging balls all across the pitch. Really a, a great performance from Rekik. And I got excited by watching this. I'm excited to see what he can do in this league. This is a league where this kind of center back can be excellent. Think of Davidson Sanchez, right? Davidson Sanchez at Ajax the two years before Tottenham bought him. I mean, he was so fluid and so comfortable on the ball, dribbling out of defense, dribbling through midfields, becoming a part of that attacking third. He didn't translate it to the Premier League level because he was error-prone and there isn't that kind of open space to work with. But Omar Rekik's going to get to play the exact kind of football he likes to play this season at Rotterdam. And it's going to be—I'm really excited to watch him do his thing. This is really a place where he can do his thing. And— you know, he, as I mentioned, he's two-footed. He, he can play on either side. I think he's going to start a lot of matches. And, and, you know, if his passing is as good as it looked in this match and, and it has looked previously, and he's able to, you know, again, as I mentioned with Kirk, kind of learn when to take a gamble versus not, that's the key, right? If, if he can learn when to take a gamble and have all those skills, he can be a complete center back. So it, it'll be a fun season for him. And last but certainly not least, uh, a guy who's been so unlucky – we basically didn't get to talk to him, talk about him at all last season because of all the injury. Tyrese John Jules, um, you know, got to play for Ipswich Town. He only played, you know, a handful of minutes, somewhere between 12 and 15 minutes. But 
he actually was, you know, crucial in their one goal they scored against West Ham, which is fairly impressive, you know. Uh, he received the ball in the left space towards the box and the attacking third with his back to goal, possessed the ball nicely, made a nice turn, picked out a, a player making a run just in behind him on a diagonal, who then made the cross to score the goal. And, you know, this against Premier League level side. So good for Tyrese John-Jules. He looked very comfortable the few times he received the ball. The only thing that's odd to me is I've always rated him as a top, top center forward prospect. He has just got all the right attributes to play in that position. And it seems like every manager he goes on loan for, uh, excited for his time at Doncaster a couple years ago, wants to play him on the wing. I don't think that's where he's at his best, and I don't think that's what's going to help him progress the most. I think he needs to play a little more with his back to goal to work on his strength and his ball control. But you know what? If he can continue to you know help the team score goals from that position, you know eventually he'll probably get his chance up top. This is a, a make or break season for him and his future at Arsenal, and and really for him to redeem any of the value he has because when he's not injured, he is just a supreme talent and. and Technically, he's the most technically skilled center forward of the five I mentioned already at Hale End. I don't, I don't think it's close. He can use both feet superbly. He controls the his first touch is just juicy. Uh, it's delicious. And he, he can score from everywhere, outside the box, in the box. He's really intelligent in spaces. I just I really, really, really hope the kid gets the chance to be healthy, get game time. And, you know, if he works hard and he presses and, and he does what the manager asks, I don't see how that won't be the case because he's – very, very talented. Uh, just some a last few things uh, to end on here. Billy Vigar and James Sweet have signed their professional contracts officially. James Sweet is awesome. I, I'm very, very excited for James Sweet with the under-21s this year. James Sweet is awesome. Uh, I got to do a little more watching of his season last year. He really piqued my interest. I got to rewatch some of those matches. But James Sweet, remember the name the end of this year, people are going to be like, uh, okay, James Sweet might be making a push to the senior team next year because James Sweet is awesome. He's young, but he's awesome. He's really, really, really talented. He has incredible vision uh, to pick out a pass. He, he really knows how to, to thread a through ball. He knows how to play a diagonal. He knows how to identify the, the, the right lanes that his center forward are pushing into. He's awesome. I know I said awesome eight times, but he is just a joy to watch. He has pure footballing ability. And I'm excited he signed his professional contract because I'm sure there were people, you know, interested when he was stalling a little bit. And in the last but not, certainly not least, exciting news, Jack Wilshire has been announced as the under-18 coach this season. And you know what? Having him coach Nguyenary and and Miles Lewis-Skelly both of them posting pictures with Jack from when they were very young and Jack was still at the club playing is exciting. Uh, Ethan Nguyenary was was rumored to be leaving for Liverpool, which would have been brutal. Him and Lewis Skelly are definitely the two biggest prospects who have not really you know played at the under-18 level even yet or still scholars uh, on their first-year scholars. It, it, it's, um, it's very exciting to see Jack Wilshire back at the club, obviously. You know, there were some... some rumblings of, of people being upset that, you know, he doesn't deserve the opportunity. There are people who have worked their butts off. But you have to realize, he's been where these kids have been, exactly where these kids have been. He has come through this academy. He blood, sweat, and tears in Arsenal. He, that is an invaluable asset to be teaching. And you know what? It's going to help 
keep top talents around. It's going to help bring new top talents to the club. When they see Jack Wilshire, the kid who dominated Barcelona's midfield as a teenager, prime Barcelona's midfield as a teenager, coaching the under-18s, they're going to want to come play for Arsenal. And, and that is a, an asset that you, you can't find in other coaches. I'm very excited. Jack Wilshire is one of the people who made me fall in love with the game. Uh, you know, he is everything that I, you know, believe Arsenal is in terms of fluidity and ability and, and what should be taught at Hale End. So I'm just very excited by that. And obviously, Mehmet Ali was announced as the under-21 coach taking over for Betsy, who left. So exciting times at Hale End. I think you probably see somewhere between three and six more Hale Enders go out on loan at least. I'd be surprised if not. There's just too many. I mean, the Joel Idahos, the George Lewises, the Keto Taylor Hearts, they're all great players who need the next level of experience, at least one or two of them, because you have Amario Cozier Dewberry coming up, nipping at their heels. He needs to be playing under 21 football. I mean, I, I, there is too much talent in Hale End at the moment for, for players to be stalling other players. We need players to move and get new experiences. Uh, as you can tell, this is a very exciting week for me. A lot of wheels are moving, and I really appreciate you know, all the reception I've gotten um, with the School in July series. It really means the world. Uh, I really enjoy doing it. Uh, it's a lot of hard work, but I really enjoy doing it. I, lo- I love sharing it. I love seeing just, you know, people appreciating it and-, and having the same kind of interest as I do because that's why I started all this a year ago, and, and here we are in year two, and-, and we're back stronger than ever, and, you know, the analysis is getting a little more in-depth and even more exciting talents coming through. So hit my line. Uh you know, I've seen some of the comments about players that I haven't done yet. You know, make sure to look at the ones that are coming up. Um, almost all of them are coming up. Ben Cotterill is a name that keeps getting thrown around. I did a thread on him last year. Look for it. Um, you know, he barely played this past season, so not a lot's changed. Another player has been unfortunate with injury. But, yeah, I'm, I, it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I, I like interacting with you all. So, you know, DM me if you have any questions or just, you know, respond to my threads. I'll try to respond to you. And if I don't, again, just you know, hit my line. And if you have any questions you want me to answer on here, happy to answer them. That's uh, what it's here for. But uh, it's another episode of Away From Hell End. We're you know, just a few weeks away from the real season beginning. So very exciting times. And we'll talk next week.